Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the StayMarriedFlorida.com podcast series. Um, I'm your host, Christopher Bruce, and I have the absolute pleasure to be joined today by Dr. Kate Campbell. Uh, Dr. Kate, uh, as she goes by uh, in many circles, is located in the Fort Lauderdale area. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in work with couples. And today what we're going to talk about, I think, is a very important topic um, for people in a relationship uh, that want to keep a great one and uh, also people that um, are looking um, to have another great relationship in the future. And the topic we're going to cover is uh, what are the most detrimental communication patterns for couples and what are the remedies for those problems? Um, So, Dr. Kate, thanks for uh, joining us. Maybe uh, tell us a little bit about your background before we get into this. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I really am looking forward to our conversation here today. And just to tell you a little bit about my background and what I do, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm also a AAMFT approved supervisor and Florida qualified supervisor for marriage and family therapist interns in the state of Florida who are working towards their licensure. Um, I've been in private practice for over 10 years now and opened up my own private practice in 2011 called Bayview Therapeutic Services, which is located in East Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm also the co-owner of K2 Visionaries, which is a personal and professional development company with my business partner, Katie Lemieux, who is a LMFT who practices in Coral Springs. So I am actually a relationship expert. Uh, Couple therapy is a specialty of mine. It's something I'm really passionate about. I love helping people develop more meaningful and satisfying relationships. Um, In addition to the couple therapy that I do, I also see individuals, adolescents, and families who are dealing with a variety of presenting challenges. Uh, Some of the more general things that people struggle with, such as depression, anxiety, or stress management, or life transitions, and then also um, people who struggle with professional burnout as well. With the relationship issues that I work with, I help couples a lot of times who are uh, struggling to overcome an affair. Uh, who struggle with communication issues, they may struggle with conflict management or intimacy, and I also offer premarital counseling. So I guess it gives you a little bit about my background and uh, the populations that I love to work with. Well, perfect, and I think from what you were saying there, you're you're probably the, the perfect person to uh, answer this first question I'm going to have, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I know the answer to this question as a, as a divorce lawyer because I see how relationships um, go apart, but um, just from your view um, as a specialist in working with couples, how important is it uh, for people in a relationship with each other um, to know and, and be able to effectively communicate? Effective communication and conflict management are essential for happy and healthy couples. You know, in order to know what your partner needs and wants and desires, what they fear, what their hopes are, what their dreams are, you must be able to communicate. None of us are mind readers, and so that open communication is something that really is important. Um, Also, conflict is something that, you know, sometimes people think conflict is unhealthy and it's bad and, you know, avoid it at all costs, but actually conflict is something that's inevitable and it can actually be healthy for relationships as long as it's managed in a way that's constructive and not destructive. Now, just from uh, the couples that you you work with in your practice and, you know, your knowledge of of your field, um, you know, what types of problems are you commonly seeing with couples uh, when it comes to um, their 
ability to communicate effectively, or I guess better stated, not communicate communicate effectively. How, where are they where are they going wrong? Sure. Okay. Well, you know, each partner in a relationship they come from different life experiences. They have different families of origin, and they learn about communication and conflict management styles from their families of origin uh, most often, and their previous life experiences. So oftentimes. Uh, their style is a different communication style, and um, I'll see couples who get stuck in problem, problematic interactional patterns, such as, um, let's see, for example, um, this is kind of a classic example, but one partner nagging and the other partner withdrawing. Um, so I'm trained actually as a systemic therapist, so I look at the whole system and how each partner is relating to each other and within the context of their relationship, and I work with them to help change their dance. Because a lot of times couples will get into this dance and this um, this rhythm that is problematic, and they'll kind of get stuck in that cycle. And I, I work with them in a way to help them learn a new dance and develop new and more preferred patterns moving forward. And um, actually, Dr. John Gottman, who's a world-renowned psychologist, he's done over 40 years uh, research on what it is about happy and satisfied relationships that last the long haul and what it is that works for them and then what it is that um, really gets in the way and sabotages relationships and, and contributes to people getting divorced or breaking up or whatever that might be. You may have heard of him before, but he's... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's, he's a really, uh, really popular guy and he's written many, many books. I've actually attended several of his um, conferences and trainings along with his wife, uh, Dr. Julie Gottman. She's the clinician, and he does more of the research. But what he actually found is that there's four detrimental communication patterns in relationships, which he calls the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You definitely don't want the four horsemen galloping through your relationship, um, and it's really useful to be aware of them. So I guess that would be a good point for us to just kind of explore these, these four detrimental patterns and then talk a little bit about how people can remedy that when they are aware of these horsemen galloping through their relationship. Well, I, so the, I, used, to, I used to like um, riding horses, especially with my wife, until you just said that. I mean, who are these, who are these horsemen, and uh, how, how do we keep them from, uh, I guess, coming, coming on in or, or galloping on in? How do we keep them away? It's great to hear that you're also uh, someone that enjoys riding horses. I grew up riding horses as well as an equestrian, so um, definitely a, a near and dear um, pastime for me. And but these are not the four horsemen. These are not the horsemen that you want uh, in your relationship. That's for sure. So the first one is criticism. So when anybody feels like they're being criticized, they feel like they're being attacked. And when you feel like you're being attacked, you automatically get defensive. And so when you're defensive, you really can't take in the information that your partner is trying to give, give to you. So criticism is really attacking your partner's character or their personality. Um, for example, you know, you always forget to do this, or you never take the trash out, or you, you never get it right, or why are you so, so irresponsible? This would be some examples of criticism. And uh, it's what Dr. Gottman calls is a harsh startup. So it's not only what we say, but how we say it that matters. So our, our tone, our voice inflection, our body language, um, all of that kind of feeds into it as well. So criticism is something that 
is really tricky because it's important to be able to give feedback in relationships. We have to be able to communicate, but it's how we communicate that makes the difference. So the remedies for criticism is being able to soften your approach. So instead of having a really harsh startup, you want to have a softened startup. You want to think about um, using I statements instead of you language. So um, Dr. Gottman talked about finding a way to complain without blaming your partner. So using I statements to explain how you feel and then requesting a positive need of something that your partner can do differently in the future. So for example, um, one partner might say, I'm upset about the specific situation that happened and what I need from you in the future is this. So being able to not go back to the problem-saturated content of what happened, but really focus on something positive that they want to see happen in the future. And I'm sure, Chris, as, as you being an attorney, you've seen lots of criticism, this horseman uh, running rampant in, in people's relationships. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know he rode a horse, but I, I've met <laughs> I've met whoever he or she <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> that you're speaking of, and you know it's it definitely uh, at least with what I see with people when when somebody's uh, when somebody even if they just it's a feeling if they feel like they're constantly criticized and, and you know can never never do good uh, it's you know it it I, I've yet to hear anybody at, at least. Um, love living in that type of mindset, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to move on, the second horseman is contempt. And contempt is actually where you attack your partner's sense of self with the intention of insulting or psychologically abuse them. So Dr. Gottman actually calls this the sulfuric acid in relationships, and it's the number one predictor for divorce. Really? Um, can, Yes, so it's, it's extremely detrimental, and uh, contempt can manifest in, in different ways, um, such as name-calling, you know, verbal and emotional abuse, hostile humor, sarcasm, mockery, or even eye-rolling can be a way of expressing contempt. So you may not have realized that, but eye-rolling can be very detrimental and conveys a contemptuous message. So it's good to be mindful about that. Um, the remedy or contempt is to actually create an atmosphere in your relationship of fondness and appreciation. So what does that mean? That means really expressing genuine gratitude, you know, being able to uh, let your partner know the things that you appreciate about them, the things uh, when they do something, acknowledging that. So verbally acknowledging to them the things that you appreciate, the things that you're fond of. Um, It actually takes five times of a positive interaction to replace one negative interaction, which is pretty powerful. Really? And for couples, or for anyone in general, what we focus on magnifies. So if we're always focused on the negative stuff, we're going to see more of that. Being able to focus more on the positive things that exist in your relationship and communicating that to your partner, it really helps to create a different interaction. What were you going to say, Chris? I, I mean, I, that kind of stood out to me. You're basically saying um, for every uh, negative type um, situation, maybe where one partner's criticizing in, in a mean way, um, the other person, it basically takes five positive uh, experiences uh, to undo. Uh, that's kind of kind of the point you're making, I think. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. That's uh, that's a lot of flowers. Five and to I know one ratio. I know we're talking about more yeah. flowers with positive interactions, but that's. Um, I hope the people listening to this really think twice before, you know, they 
basically say something that's not nice because it's never forgotten it and you know takes a lot to overcome it seems like what you're saying so the third horseman is actually defensiveness and remember we were talking about criticism earlier well criticism and defensiveness go hand in hand and so when someone feels like they're when they perceive themselves being uh, criticized they're going to automatically defensive be defensive because they see themselves as the victim and they feel like they have to ward off a perceived attack. If you feel like um, someone is criticizing you, you'll automatically react in that defensive way. So learning how to change that interactional pattern is something that takes practice and and a lot of awareness and I um, enjoy helping couples to overcome this particular challenge. Uh, Defensiveness really is, is the avoidance of taking responsibility. So when you're defensive, you know, you're, you're, you're putting it off, you're making excuses, maybe you're cross-complaining, I did this because you did that, uh, or you're yes-butting, you know, yes-but, 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 uh, yeah. that's an example of someone being defensive. And so the way to remedy that in, in your relationship is to take responsibility for your part about the interaction, and um, it's not really about who's right or who's wrong in the situation. It always takes two to tango. So thinking about that, keeping that in mind, and then really acknowledging, you know, it, it, it's important to value your relationship more than your ego. So that's uh, that's one of the things that can really help to manage the defensiveness. And then the last horseman is stonewalling. And stonewalling really means uh, when someone is overwhelmed emotionally, a lot of times they'll shut down and they'll pull away or they'll withdraw from the relationship as a way to avoid conflict. However, their partner may think that they're trying to be, um, they may think they're trying to be neutral, but their partner is seeing them be uh, icy, cold, distant, they feel separated, they feel disconnected. So although it's something that's a defense mechanism to try and prevent further conflict, it's something that is actually really detrimental in the relationship. So the remedy for stonewalling is to practice psychological self-soothing. So when you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, being able to take a break, um, when you notice that your heartbeat is racing over 90 beats a minute and you feel that intense emotional reaction coming, being able to communicate to your partner in a safe way and say, hey, I'm overwhelmed, I need to cool off for 20 minutes, let me go take a walk or listen to some music or um, clean. It's amazing how cleaning or cooking for people can be so therapeutic. Um, but finding really what, what works for you and being able to take that break and then come back 20 minutes later when you're not so overwhelmed and revisit the conversation. It's a big difference. Um, there's a big difference between walking away and taking a break. So making sure that you communicate to your partner that you're not just walking away, that you want to revisit the conversation, but you need to do so in a way that you're calmer and you can be more effective. So those are the four horsemen that gallop through relationships. What are your thoughts about that, Chris? I mean, I think listening to what you're saying when, um, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me, first off, but when um, I think of the the stories um, my clients tell me, you know, I'm a divorce lawyer, uh, usually by the time, you know, people get to me, it's it's really not so much um, about what happened in their relationship, but, you know, how do they uh, legally get out of it, but, you know, in... And representing clients through that time, I mean, I, I always try to find out, you know, what happened in the relationship. It helps me do a better job of, you know, getting things um, over with more smoothly for them and, and maybe seeing if there is a way to, to try to look at reconciliation. And a lot of what people tell me is they're um, 
underlying problems and what happened, um, you know, I think I could source back to the four horsemen, uh, so to speak, um, issues that uh-huh. you've been, you know, bringing up. I mean, people always ask me, you know, how do, how do I avoid divorce? And I say, well, you, you go home and, and you speak to your spouse, um, you know, that's how, and, you know, get along with them. And I think if you add to that, I mean, don't criticize them, don't be nasty, but at the same time, you know, accept responsibility for yourself and, and don't just pull away. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I guess something, you know, I wanted to ask, you know, you about it is for the people out there, you know, listening to this and saying, okay, four horsemen, uh, so to speak, you know, um, you know, here, here's how to communicate better. But, I mean, why does the, the communication matter? Why, why should... It sounds a little harsh, but why should people care about communication with their spouse? So what if they have an argument um, every now and, and then? I mean, is this really that important? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you look at it with, uh, on one hand, lack of communication, there's a lot of um, negative effects of that over time. So it can lead to misunderstandings, disappointments, unmet needs, uh, underlying resentment. And, and disconnection over time, and then ultimately can lead partners to get their needs met outside of the relationship, or it can even end in separation or divorce. Or if you look on the other hand, the other extreme, too much conflictive communication can lead to an unsafe environment where partners might be afraid to really share what's going on, or afraid to share what they need, or um, sometimes can miscommunicate their needs based on the intensity of their interactions. So can definitely lead to um, problematic patterns over time. That's, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me, and it's definitely what I, I see. I, I think it's um, has to be about the number one root root cause of, of people going apart, just from my perspective, and I'm not, you know, from you know the counseling background that uh, you have. I mean, people talk about affairs ruining a marriage, but for me it always seems like, uh, the affair started with people usually, um, in most cases, um, not being able to just sit down and have regular conversations with each other. Um, in a, in a yeah, I've worked with a lot of couples who struggle with affairs, and, and oftentimes affairs are a symptom of an underlying issue that's already present in the relationship. Um, they're very difficult to recover from, but not impossible. Well, let, let me ask you this. I, I'm sure there's a few people listening to this that uh, maybe they've been in a relationship for a long time, um, or at least what seems like a long time to them, and they're listening to what we've been describing. You've mainly been describing as, you know, how to uh, the way the way communication goes goes wrong, and um, you know what what can they do to make it better if it's been going on for a very long time? If they just haven't been able to you know, communicate effectively with with their spouse or significant other for, you know, months, years, a, a long period of time? Where do they even start trying to improve? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if they want to learn more about the Four Horsemen and Dr. Cotman's approach, they can certainly, um, they can get a book on their own. It's actually called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Okay. So if they want to uh, learn more about some of these patterns and work on communication and whatnot, that's a tool that they can use on their own. Um, but I would also say that seeking therapeutic support before it's too late is something that's so vital. Um, although so many couples wait until they're in crisis or on the brink of divorce before they go and seek a therapist, um, couples can benefit from the therapeutic process at any stage in their relationship. And, you know, it's better sooner 
opposed to later. Now, just, I mean, I've learned a lot about therapy. I, I think I was explaining uh, to you when, when we first met a little while back that it was, uh, I always thought of therapy as just, you know, so some type of maybe kumbaya type session that, that didn't really uh, do much, but as I, I've gained experience in my field, I, I've seen you know, how, you know, basically it gets results for people. Um, but maybe for the people that aren't, aren't as familiar with um, how therapy works or haven't worked with a therapist of their own before, when it comes to um, therapy uh, for communications, uh, for the communication issues we've been discussing, I mean, how, how does it work, or at least, you know, how, how do you approach it with your practice? Mm-hmm. Well, every therapist is going to have a different style, a different style and a different approach. And so in my work with couples, I help couples to look at positive changes for using grief and effective strategies. So I am a solution-oriented therapist, meaning that to really build on the strengths that are present in their relationship and um, past resources that have worked for them, and then also learn uh, new strategies and tools to be able to develop more preferred patterns of communicating and relating moving forward. So um, I, I really support each each partner in refining their communication. I offer new tools and strategies so that they can better understand each other and um, better listen and respond during their daily life and then also during times of difficulty. So when I work with couples, I'll often yeah initial session, and that gives me a chance to hear it's coming from, what the challenges, the goals for the work that we'll be doing together, and then I meet with each partner individually for a session, because what I find is that sometimes partners won't be as honest or upfront in front of their partner, sometimes out of fear of saying something that's going to be hurtful, or maybe issues of the past that come up and can impact how they're relating in the present, so the two individual sessions are very helpful, and then we come back together as you taking the, the time to go through this stuff. I mean, you mentioned uh, Absolutely. some pre, pre-marriage counseling that you do. I mean, I, I'm just of the uh, seeing what happens with divorce. I think of the opinion that probably everybody who's getting a marriage license needs to uh, download and listen to uh, what you just explained so they can try to stay away from uh-huh, uh-huh. some of those traps. But um, hopefully um, for those that uh, feel like things have gone awry and maybe they just need to be able to get along with their spouse a little bit better, this this will be helpful. Um, just maybe Absolutely. before uh, we end this, uh, if you can, maybe just uh, give me your contact information and um, you know help me understand the ways uh, you, you help people in your practice. I know you're part of a group that does a lot of things. Maybe if you can uh, give a few words on that so our listeners know how to contact you and um, other, some of the other ways that uh, you and your colleagues may be able to help their family. Absolutely. So I'm the owner and director at Bayview Therapeutic Services, which is a multidisciplinary medical practice in East Fort Lauderdale. And we have a whole team of 12 different therapists. We actually have a nutritionist as well, and so we take a very collaborative approach. And so um, each therapist specializes in a different area of work, and we see um, children, adolescents, and adults help them with just about anything. So um, that's good for people to know. If they want to read more about our team, they can go to bayviewtherapy.com. That's B-A-Y-V-I-E-W, aviewtherapy.com. Or they can visit my website, drkatecampbell.com. So D-R-K-A-T-E, 
Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L.com. They can read more about my approach uh, to specific challenges. Uh, if they want to hear more about K2 Visionaries, which is our personal and professional development company where we give workshops, CEU trainings, networking events, and private practice coaching, they can go to K2, the number two, Visionaries, V-I-S-I-O-N-A-R-I-E-S.com. Or they can call at 954-391-5305 and my extension is extension 1 to discuss the possibility of setting up a session. All right. Well, that's uh, that's uh, I appreciate that information. It's It's been great speaking with you, everybody. Again, uh, it's been Dr. Kate Campbell in Fort Lauderdale, uh, licensed marriage family and uh, therapist, and a, I think as we've heard today, an expert in uh, couples. So thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it very much. More information about StayMarriedFlorida.com, uh, go right to the website, www.StayMarriedFlorida.com. To reach divorce and family law attorney Christopher Bruce, call 561-844-1200 or email him at cbruce at nugentlawfirm.com.